Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just say, become amazing. You know, mm. like, like that story is so mm. much more mm. exciting than like, oh, yeah. slowly transit. Yeah, three years you don't know, want to watch a fire. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? They want to see the ball. Yeah, exactly, right? So hey, the we at the same time. Exactly, <laughs> we are like, To Wise and Shine, I'm your host Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. And I'm Don, SG Budget Babe. Today we have a really special guest. So if you see this handsome guy sitting next to me, you might have seen him on TV, maybe sometime next to Joseph Schooling. And he is. <laughs> yeah, hi guys. Uh, my name is Pang Sheng Chun, and I used to be a national swimmer for Singapore, and now I'm a financial consultant. So, what stop? <laughs> I think. Uh, Swimming slow stopped. <laughs> the moment I I started like declining in my performance, I think that's where I I called it yeah. Were you called out for it, or do you call it to quit? I think um as in initially the the plan was to swim until twenty twenty four, but I was training like the the harder I trained, like the times just wasn't as fast as I wish it was. Mm. So then from there I was like okay la, I think it's time la. Like my body called it time la. Mm. <laughs> and you were swimming for a really long time, right? I mean, since I knew you, you were already a swimmer. How yeah. long did you spend in that career? Correct. So actually, Don and I met since I think 2015, right? I don't it remember. Was... Long, long yeah, time ago. Correct, correct. <laughs> so I've been swimming for about 24 years. La. 24 so, years? Yeah, ever since six years old. So because I had a uh, childhood asthma, so then the doctor recommended oh, what a good me. reason to swim. So, oh yeah, yeah you asthma, swim more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the doctor probably didn't figure out that yeah. you go on to be a I, national exactly. swimmer. Okay. I think the doctor just wanted you to work out a bit more. Right? <laughs> I think that, was, the breathing. <laughs> that was the initial plan. La. But then mm. um, I think uh, one of my childhood coaches saw the potential. And then um, for me growing up as a kid, I was quite active for solar. So I wanted to channel my energy in a, in a positive way. So I think swimming was what really clicked with me. La. So what is a negative way to channel energy? I think, uh, okay, so... <laughs> well, very... <laughs> so Fighting. I think, yeah. Of course. You is yes. it. No, no, I read quite one. <laughs> is it? So, you don't believe? <laughs> don't who, comment. Who, 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 who believed that Reggie was a quiet kid in school years? Don't comment. Don't comment. Huh? Yes, yes. So for me, I think um, growing up, I as in fun fact was that um, I was active as a kid. So um, usually my house had a gate last time. I really wanted to go out and work out. Whether it was badminton or swimming. This 
badminton, swimming, basketball were the three sports that I grew up with. Lah. So then um, usually when my parents would, would bring me to the either the pool or, or the court to, to play, then um, when they were not home, I would try to go myself. So then they would lock the gates, but I would break the, you know, the gate handles. So then I would mm. just keep breaking, breaking. So from young, I think I broke about three to four handles just by keep doing like this, this, this. So Lucky <laughs> you're not my kids, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> after every time, I remember like I, I recently only told my mom about this, but when I broke the gate, right, then I kind of like put it back. <laughs> like, so like only i think recently like last year or something i told my mom hey, you know actually last time that the gates i i, I kind of broke them <laughs> my mom was like what no one <laughs> like every trail of break yeah no. i just took, took out the handle hey hun very bad qualities yeah we didn't get better gates actually it's your time <laughs> yeah, yeah crazy crazy I man I, I used to break the wi-fi password but that's a different story okay so hey, but wait you started from six i didn't okay. know mm. so which means you started learning to swim at six or you started your career at Six. started learning to swim at six mm. then from there i think um i think one or two years i went competitive oh wow yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. i learned how to swim primary three yeah. it's okay nobody's interested when, whether you swim <laughs> <laughs> you're not competitive you're not competitive i also I swim also no one cares right <laughs> <laughs> if at Tampanese hub you can say hi la. but anyway <laughs> anyway uh, and, and and i think that's a that's an interesting build up because today what we want to discuss is like when do you quit like when do you mm. call it quits right like mm. that's a as people trying to make life, you know, trying to find the life they love and kind of break through in their, in their careers or in whatever that they do, relationship, mm-hmm. all that jazz, right? At some point, we need to call it quits, mm-hmm. right? But this thing is a very <clears throat> ambiguous type of thing, right? Like, like, so when do you actually call it quits, right? And mm-hmm. there's always this myth of like, oh, the, maybe the next cut is the king. You know, maybe mm, the mm, next mm. thing is the thing. So biased, yeah. right? So yeah. And if you go back yeah. to a previous episode, we also talk about resilience, greed, uh, 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 not yeah. giving up. Yeah, yeah. But when do you then? Yeah, when do you yeah. actually give up, right? Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I think I think and that's the question for today, right? So and and, and you gave gave up quite a big thing in, in mm-hmm. your life, right? For for twenty over years. Yeah. So I think there were many factors. Like I wouldn't say that like one factor affected not really affected but made me quit mm. but I think there were a se- like a series of events that happened and also a lot of factors lah. so maybe if I can slowly break yeah, it yeah, down yeah yeah break down break down we have yeah. all the time in the world yeah, yeah. So, not really uh, we got 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I think for me um, leading up to like I, I mentioned initially the plan was I even talked to my coaches I saying mm. oh let's, let's aim for Paris because Paris is just next year so then 2021 I was like okay I was like like somewhat going in an upward trajectory but it wasn't quite there so it's like training would have been good but competition was always like a bit flat mm. so i think that um one of the factors was really weighing out how much stress it was um having on my body both physically and mentally so i think one of the reasons was that my my parents were actually always following my swimming journey mm. and then um i don't know like, whether all asian parents are like that but usually asian parents are more like we very well bonded with um their their, their children so then for me like uh, my bonded or bounded bonded 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 bonded, bonded. <laughs> i want to be very clear <laughs> yeah, so, okay yeah. right the, the parent every time comes i'm not sure i'm bonding with you but i'm bound <laughs> with you right like it's like you're always with me yeah, yeah so yeah. growing up uh, like i mentioned i was swimming since six i was very very close with my parents uh, so they would follow all my swimming journey and everything and um equally as stressed uh, because they are watching me race when i was training 
like five hours a day, my dad would be waiting by the poolside because I was training in sports school that time. Mm. So then we stay in the east. So sports school to east was about half an hour. Yeah, so my dad would wait at the pool for me for like two hours and then fetch me home and then fetch me there again. Yeah, so that was the kind of life he was living. So I think that there was quite a lot of weight on my shoulders. I mean, it's all self, like what I put on myself, right? Ultimately, like stress is really, we can control stress. And I think that we we are the ones that stress ourselves. And for me personally, I stress myself mm. quite a lot. So I think my my dad, he um I felt a need to to do my parents proud. Like my like every time when I hit home, my mom would prepare meals for me as well. Like, you know, um to make sure that my nutrition and everything's all there. So I think um over time, uh my when I wasn't doing well, my mom slowly tried to separate my like, like you know, me as a person and me as a swimmer so mm. that she could um in that sense uh put less stress on me because last time was when a good performance came we will all celebrate together and after that a bad performance came then my dad's more chill but my mom's more like she cares i wouldn't say my dad my dad cares in a different way my mom cares in a different way so my mom will also be like equally as sad so then i i would feel like oh wow i disappointed my parents quite a lot lah. so i think um as i grew older like you know our bodies I yeah. don't have the same body as I have like maybe 24, 25. Yeah. I was already 29, 30. Now my stretch like mad. You know? yeah, if correct. not like, wah, bang. The next day is like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. 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 And recovery rates were slower. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think a series of competitions of like, you know, there's one high, but then like three lows, three competitions that I don't do well. And I was like, wow, is this really worth it? Lah? So I think for me, um, that kind of ate into me. Like over time, I was like, should I continue? Like, you know, there is, we always talk about like great resilience and I think uh one thing I want to bring up, uh the third point is really knowing when to when to call it quits. Yeah, because yeah. um there is a time whereby if we really go and we don't stop, it's like a, a, I wouldn't say it's a dying business, but something that is clearly not working out. Mm. If we still continue going, I have seen swimmers who kept going. Um not not local swimmers, but overseas swimmers who kept going and going, but um just can't quite find that same form they were in when during their younger days. Ah. So I think this was one of the the reasons. And then um, what what was the final straw for me, which made me know like okay, this is this is time, uh, is that uh, my my girlfriend, uh, she's actually a badminton player, Tia uh, Minna. Mm. So um, initially uh, we had different competition schedules. So she would go overseas, then I'll support her. Then um, when I had like competition, she would like support me as well. So then um, the final straw was Sea Games twenty twenty three no twenty twenty one sorry mm. yeah whereby we both were like hey it's so fun like Sea Games we can go together compete together so then we're like wow gonna have so much fun so we were looking forward to it so much but um, leading up to it I think I was stressing myself out a lot and then you know both athletes athletes tend to get more stressed and nervous before competitions ah. so then at that point in time I was like eh hey, actually like she's also stressed I'm also stressed so no one could kind of like support each other we were still supporting each other trying our best but we could both tell that we were I mean I was very nervous lah. so I think ever since then I was thinking you know she's starting out her career whereas mine is like at the tail end so the wise thing to do would be for me to to stop lah, with everything that's going on. And then um, I think one thing that she has taught me was that um, she allowed me to also separate my identity from uh, swimming, like Sunshin the swimmer. But uh, she kind of like uh, treated me like a, a human being as well. Lah. Like, you know, she saw me as an individual. And um, I mean, we're both Christians. Lah. I, I don't know if this is... Yeah, but... Um, it's okay, you can yeah. say whatever you want. Go so, for it. Yeah, yeah you know, um, we learn to put our identity as like children of God. Lah. So mm-hmm. I think from there, that really gave me the courage to like, okay, you know what? I'm going to call it quits and I'll be okay. 
of course there's still that worry like will, will I you know how will the transition be mm, and everything mm, but mm. I think with all these factors really separating my identity knowing that um, even if I were to retire my parents will still love me my friends will still love me you know Jiamin will still love me so mm. I think that that really gave so me that, is that courage. true? Yeah, it's true, it's true. No, 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 it's true. It's, it's, it's true? really true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. fact, um, no, but I think people yeah. are more concerned like how the dad can spend five hours at the pool every yeah, day. Yeah, that's it's why. Like, like, what your dad do? <laughs> they are not a dad themselves. Uh, um, uh, um, mm, no, but my dad, like sometimes, you know, when I'm swimming, you know, sometimes we can, he's always at the gallery sitting down and watching me train. So sometimes I would see him like, like, like fall asleep. Then I was like, mm. oh, I, I better swim faster to like move. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sure, I'm doing well. So I think, uh, I, those are some things that I really miss. La. Not really the... I mean, we always talk about the the results. Like, you know, every everything is very results-driven. How many gold medals do you win? How many competitions you go to? But I think the things I bring back now are the, the processes, like um, the people that I've met, um, the memories that we have created, how tightly bond... Like, yes, bonded <laughs> my family together. So I think that all these are the things that I really hold dear to me today. La. Not really so much. I think one big question uh, people usually have is, you know, as sports people, especially when you're like national representatives for the mm. country, right? Mm. Um, we all know sportsmanship is about half your mental resilience, your your attitude, what mm. goes on in your brain, what you tell yourself. And mm. the other half is your physical limits. Mm. So I'm not celebrity this... vibes. Uh. <laughs> These days, all sports people are all celebrities. Uh. All like, all like influencers. They want bonus. Mainly 50% mental, 50% physical, right? Mm. Um, If you had to attribute a number to it, how much would you say was your percentages that mm. led you to decide okay, it's time to uh, say goodbye. Is mm. it like maybe 30% mental? Like, you know, you could have still done it. You mm -hmm. could have still pushed yourself. You can still tell yourself, no, I will get in there. I will increase mm. my timing. But mm -hmm. at a certain stage, your body also has certain limits, right? So yeah. how much of it was really the mental versus physical struggle? Mm, I think that it was, I would say 100% physical. Like mm. I wasn't, like I was training the same. I was in fact trying to do more to try to go to that same level, but I just wasn't hitting it. In terms of the mental aspect, like I think I mentioned uh, just now, it was more of I needed the courage to retire. Because if mm. I could turn back, I mean, not really, I don't know. Uh, I always don't like to look back on what I could. I mean, I will look back on what I could have done better, but I don't let it get to me. How do you retired. not let it get to you? I think to know that, like, to be grateful for all the, like, you know, there's always in every situation, there's a good and there's a bad. I choose to look at the, the good. Mm. So, like, um, so, for example, like, I know if I retired at, because my performance from 2018 onwards wasn't there already. So if I, like, you know, people would say, hey, do you wish that you have retired like ever, like back in 2018, yeah, 2018. where, you know, high and everything. 2017 high lah. Yeah. Then I, I look back, I'm like, well, that could have been a, a perspective. But, you know, um, there's always good things to focus on lah. Like, because I only met Tiamin in 2020. Right? So if I hadn't continued, we wouldn't have, met through sport again mm. and I think that that is something that I choose to focus on so I think it's an active choice like I could have said oh yeah you know if I stop on a high it's so nice but then again like in every bad situation we can always find the good but so, this is on uh, some yeah. level a survival thing right like it's mm. on some level a survival bias right at the end when you're yeah. out of it then you're like oh okay yeah you know hey, these are some good things you, yeah, you, you yeah. don't reminisce on on like what has what is bad in that sense yeah in that sense I because I feel like yeah. people should sit together with the failures yeah, yeah. And, like sit with it and you know yeah. and, and grieve about it and I think yeah. that's a it's bad to me I think it's mm -hmm. much better than um, yeah just hiding it away or like yeah. just kind of like just focus on the good right yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because I think focusing on what 
didn't work out it's mm. also a great insight into you know first principles of like mm. how how are you as a person mm-hmm. you know and certain certain games are just like winner takes all right like yeah. sports is a totally a winner takes all <laughs> yeah. type of situation right so yeah. so that well maybe that that game is just too crazy right so mm-hmm. so there's a lot of a lot of these kind of things that can come out as a result mm. of um, sitting yeah. with the failures and, and yeah. not just focusing on like, oh, yeah, mm. you know, yeah. Actually, I got a girlfriend, a, got wife, yeah. got kids soon. I think that's a very good perspective as well. I, I do agree. Mm. So what I do is usually I am aware of the grief and I'm aware of the happy moments. So I do give myself time to grieve. Like now, sometimes when I look back, yes, I still do revisit those moments of grief, like those moments I wish I could have done better. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to think about that for now. Like I mm. give myself that space, five minutes. I think about it. I'm like, okay, then I think about the good points. So I always end with the, the good points. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I grieve and then I think about the good points. I think... Interval break. Helps. This is where you guys should go back to the previous episode on Rise and Shine where we talk about emotion. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a great episode. Yes. I love that episode. And we talk about how you have to embrace sadness yeah. and yes, anger yes, yes, because yes, it tells yes. you mm-hmm. so much about yourself yes. instead of the mm. typical response where you just shove it away. Yeah, you yeah, busy yourself, yeah. distract yeah, and don't yeah. mouth over it. Don't let yourself feel it. But no, yeah, that's yeah. not mm-hmm. always the You can use it well. All emotions can be used well. It's just how you use it. Correct. And what you described just sounds exactly like a great no, mm. great point to inject that. But he's mm. he very but efficient. Uh, he's grieving only five minutes. Oh uh, no, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, five minutes. Days, oh, sienna. I mean, different people have like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, why I say efficient, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay to grieve for one day, really. Uh, really yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> one week also is okay, lah. Uh, until until no more Netflix to watch, right? It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but what what about quitting on a high, right? Because I think there are, there are three trajectory, mm. right? When we mm. think about quitting on something right mm. so the trajectory of course the one is uh, things are getting nowhere right things are mm. getting nowhere objectively mm. there are clear parameters right like mm-hmm. like for for an athlete there's a clear parameter right? if all the other people are qualifying at much faster pace then you mm. just cannot make it you get out right there's mm. there's no mm. there's no easy way around these things mm-hmm. right it's not like i don't know creative like like draw yeah. art pieces maybe still yeah. you know got some subjective elements it's mm-hmm. a bit hard right so things that are clearly lined up mm-hmm. you're not doing well then mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to go right so that's yeah. like a like a you you end off wait yeah. but actually before you go into the quitting on a high i want to mm-hmm. ask like at the point where you decided it was time to quit mm-hmm. you know usually people go through this decision making process whereby mm-hmm. they're like i think i can still push a bit more yes. mm-hmm. and you get mm-hmm. feedback because knowing when to quit and what you say is mm. also that element of self-awareness. Mm. You recognize something. In this case, you, you say it was mm. your physical limits that you could mm. go no further. But mm. how long do you mouth over that? Because mm. technically, mm. you could have been in a situation whereby you just keep pushing, right? Mm. And then you keep trying and each time you feel, no, you just keep trying again. Mm. So when exactly do you figure out, okay, that's enough. I've done my best. Mm. I think this is a sign. It's time yeah. to quit. How long was that mm. process? It was quite like, Actually, a few, like one or two years of really thinking through it. I I know there's like, you know, I wanted that one more, like to end on a high is always the most ideal situation. Mm. But I was also calculating, not really calculating, but reflecting through like, okay, the stress that I will put not only on myself and my family. So I was like, okay, like I mentioned just now, I had like maybe three bad meats and then one good meat. So how do I know whether I'll have like another four bad meats to that one good meat? So Mm. during that four bad meats, is it going to hurt me a lot? It is lah. So I thought about it, right? For that one extra, oh, just to quit on a high for like, not really bragging rights, but like, oh, I, I so that I can tell myself why I quit on a high. Bragging I, rights lah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Okay. Right. Yeah, right. so yeah, I think that like, it wasn't worth the the stresses I will put on my loved ones. Nah. So then I, I just kind of like, okay lah. And also like, 
you know, that slow process of Tia Min helping me recognize that like my identity is not as a swimmer, but as a human being, everything tied in together nicely. So I wasn't chasing that one last high before I went. And I was just like, you know what, whether I hit that high or not, I'm, I'm going to go happy. Yeah. Can, can yeah. I dig a little bit on the identity side of things? Right? Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, like like quitting on mm. some level, um, there's there's a, there's an element of like you retiring, right? You quit from this. It's, it's a little yeah. bit more powerful because you are in control right you decided to quit it and then mm-hmm. there are other situations where you are thrown out of it lah, mm-hmm. right so you cannot quit it right so, mm-hmm. so you have or to another build, situation yeah. you quit before you get thrown out yeah okay oh. yeah, 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 you, you, you know what I'm saying right but either way either way I think a lot of people um, maybe in their careers they've done for 10 years you know 20 years you know, especially you know pre-retirees I think a lot of people struggle with this identity detachment kind mm-hmm. of situation because you're so attached to it or I'm mm-hmm. a banker you know mm-hmm. or like, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer I've been doing yeah. this for 30 years now I'm yeah. the coffee shop uncle Right, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I look, oh, I see at the coffee shop. I think coffee, mm-hmm. I coffee shop uncle. Yeah. Right, but how, how do mm. you detach that? No, or like, like tell me a little bit more about because you keep yeah. talking about it, like detaching oh, yeah. identity. You're a human. You're not just a swimmer. Yeah. But how does that work? Okay, so for me, I I do reflect and I do I wouldn't say I overthink. I think everyone generally thinks a lot. So for me, I wanted to like I've read articles and I've seen like the current swimming world whereby quite a lot of not really a lot lah, but there are swimmers that have fallen into depression because of that identity like crisis. So like I mentioned, I I swam since I was six years old. So my life was like really five hours a day, five hours all the way. So then for me, um, you know, during that 2018, 2019 period whereby I know that I was slowly growing older and older. So I was like, how am I going to um separate my identity i just couldn't find that that method on the the how la. it's always easy to say hey you're not a swimmer la, separate la. but mm. it's deep down like swimming for more than 20 years especially it, since that was tied to you as a child yeah, already yeah right? yeah so i think for me um i which is why i started to find as in not trying to sell myself but um like i, I started to find a, a different uh purpose whereby okay um what was something that was similar to swimming that i could really transition to la? and that's why i started my my job la, back in 2020 circuit mm. breaker i actually got my license in 2019 then um but i never started because i wanted to aim for the olympics which mm. i didn't qualify mm. but um after that later when uh, circuit breaker happened then that was when i officially started work la. So I wanted to, I mean, I wouldn't say that my identity is as a financial planner now, no, but um, I try not to put my identity there. But I think that to have a different purpose, a different calling was important to me. So in that sense, my transition, that was how I managed to transition out yeah. to find, to have a like kind of like a soft landing, whereby yeah. it's not mm. like, oh, suddenly when swimming is gone, I got nothing. But mm. like I did like a half swimming, I would say three quarter swimming, one quarter financial planning. Then I, it became a half half. And it, now it's like full. So at least it's like, a, okay, the transition is like this way, yeah. not like a bam, and then I pick this up. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I feel like that is that is something that is needed. In a sense yeah. of, uh, a lot of people talk about quitting. They don't talk about like the pull factors of it, right? It's always mm. it's always like, oh yeah, okay, don't know, not, things are not going well. Mm. But actually, if you want to transit well and you want to quit well, right? Then then on the other end, there must be something that you are looking for. It's like called a transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, and, and mm. that is a, a big part of essentially quitting well, right? That means you're mm. quitting into something else, mm, 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 right? Mm. And having that time to 
to essentially you know go into it right and i, I think that that's a that, that's but having important. said that mm. i want to introduce a different perspective because yes. i've heard from different sides of the story mm. right my husband has a completely different take on this same topic never quit quitting is for losers no <laughs> no it's uh. in like he doesn't believe in like slow transition uh, yeah but I, i'm with you i'm right. i'm doing exactly that right mm. and that that and i mean you guys know my story so i wouldn't bore you guys with mm. details again but um i'm the like that Right, and mm. he's just like, no, just stop. So no more hundred percent. Mm. Go into another zero percent mm. and rebuild. And to him, it is because um he said lah, uh, when he has zero, right, that's when he's even more motivated. He knows it's like you cannot fail. Mm. It is not an option to fail. Mm. So then that drives him and pushes him into that. And I think that's also a valid thing, yeah. right? It's really yeah. like what your personal preference is. Some people just need that. You need to push them into the mm. fire uh, then mm. they will come out as a phoenix. Mm. Other people, you push them in the fire, burn and die already. Mm. Sorry, uh, my feathers all shriveled up. But what we need is we need to slowly adjust and prime ourselves. Mm. Then we are ready to take that one final step. Mm. Yeah. What's so your, both perspectives. Yes. No, I, I used yeah. to have that perspective. Which one? Which go one? big or go mm. home. Ah, mm. okay. Right? I used to have that perspective which I have come to realize is a super crazy perspective. Like, it's very risky. You're not mm. wrong. When you're starving, you will jolly well hunt. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. you, you will pick up much faster. Right? Yes. It's, mm -hmm. it's inevitable. But the, the risk... Mm. The risk reward is is quite nuts. Lah, exactly. right? in, a, in a sense that if you if you really hit it, right, you really go big. Right? Mm. Like and, and and but but these days, you know, it's 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 yeah. and maybe get old already, right? So the other other set of concerns, it's not as linear. Like when you're a bit mm -hmm. younger, just go on it, right? Yeah. You got nothing to mm. lose, right? You don't have you don't have a lot of things that you're attached to. You mm. you are you're already broke, right? then why <laughs> Why bother, mm. right? But mm. but as you move along, you have a reputation to protect. Reputations are important because mm. you, you know you can monetize one. You know, <laughs> it's true. Why <laughs> monetize your reputation? Right. So so reputation. You know, mm. you got the the people around you, the team. You know, your mm. finances, your kids, and then all these things. Right. That they become a, a harder decision to yep. make. You know, like mm. a do or die type of thing. So which is mm. why I think the. These days when I hear people say, Oh, I'm gonna quit. So I was like, Are you naked quitting? Like mm. Luo right? And then and then they're like, Yeah, I'm like, wow, you dare. You know, like like it's so mm. it's so crazy. And and mm. I feel like it is um it is something that more of us have to kind of check in on. Like it mm. must be a little bit more, it must be a bit clearer on this in a sense that mm. yes, you are not performing, you know, um to the to the level that you want to go. Fair. Mm. You, that, that's why we are even entertaining quitting. Right, mm -hmm. you're not doing as well, you know, and, and all that jazz. But where mm -hmm. are you going next? I think the other side of the story also is that you know a lot of times we get all these big picture advice, go mm -hmm. big, go home. Mm -hmm. or yeah, I hate those mm -hmm. shit, man. And the problem like, is that chicken soup rotten already. <laughs> right? it's like, oh my goodness! You need to. We need to recognize that mm -hmm. we need to pair it with who we are as a person, how mm -hmm. we deal with feelings. So I actually also? see that from what you were describing, um, mm -hmm. you had that self awareness of the state of your emotions, your mm -hmm. mental and physical self. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you knew what it would take for you to get to where you wanted to go next. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. some people, right, for example, they just go see a successful story of a go big mm -hmm. or go home. And they mm -hmm. take their advice. Mm -hmm. But actually, mm -hmm. they themselves, their character, for example, or their situation, like what we're talking about, mm -hmm. may not be the right fit for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you need to know, like, 
at the end mm. of the day, don't just take someone's advice and just apply wholesale. We need mm. to blend it and mm. weigh it against our own situation, figure mm-hmm. out what is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot do the go big or go home. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe last time I can. Yeah. Now, now, now it's different. There are more yeah. things that are, that are concerned. So I, I feel like, I feel like, mm. like what, like what Sheng Jun said, right? You need to kind of like build mm. out something else mm-hmm. on the other end, right? And, and you can start mm-hmm. small yeah. on, mm-hmm. on the other side, right? It's like, yeah. oh, 10%. 20%. That's why it's like hustle, very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's very popular and it's a great mm. transition, right? It's very mm. risk managed. And I think there's mm. a, there's a perverse excitement for like just go crazy, you know, like, mm. like but it's yeah. it just it's not realistic, and the media has a big part to play in blowing this thing up because it's it's more exciting, you know, to cover mm. a story like that. Wow, Jasai mm. become amazing, you know, mm. like, <laughs> like that story is so mm. much more mm. exciting than like oh yeah. slowly transit. Yeah, three yeah. Years no one has to watch thing. a fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, right. And and you the the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so so so, so hey, the we media, at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> we are, you know, we we get there, right? And, and because yeah. we are in media, I, I yeah. totally understand yeah. why why these kind of stories get like all the mm. coverage mm. right like mm. like a uh, six year old kid da 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 you mm. know like mm. like 70 year old blah 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 it's mm. like 30 mm. oh it's okay lot 30 mm. and then you're expected to do well in, in that so what is mm. being expected is not covered right mm. and but, but I think I think yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's and, great and I also do agree like I mean there's like two perspectives one thing I picked up from what you mentioned just now was that I think with more liabilities with more people we need to take care of probably that links maybe has a correlation to how risk uh, whether you're a risk taker or whether you're a risk adverse. Mm. So for me, why I planned it this way was because um, uh, my my mom, uh, from young, she, she quit her job just to take care of us. I have two Aww. other sisters as well. Yeah. And then my dad was... And like they're all the, swimmers, right? All swimmers, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, they're all swimmers. They, yeah. Oh, I didn't... Why? Right, I know right. you have the friend. So, I didn't even know you're a Yeah, so from then, um, my dad was the sole breadwinner. So um, then, how does he spend five hours at the pool with you every oh, day? Oh, that was when he retired. So <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. The the long story. I was, was about to ask where does he yeah. work. You know, like, I also yeah, want yeah. to explore. <laughs> yes, yeah. continue. So he kind of like retired uh earlier mm. because there was once um that's why I I today I I feel the I, okay like it's just a not a pressure but a need and an obligation that I put on myself that I really need to take care of my, my parents. Are you the oldest? Uh, I'm the youngest. Oh! But both my sisters are, are married already. Mm. So hopefully my turn soon. But... <laughs> but um, oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send this link to a certain yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> time. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. We'll cancel him. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So my, my dad, um, long story short, was that uh, when he was 58, um, that was when I was still in secondary school. I had a phase of like my teen years whereby I wouldn't say rebellious, but you know, um, figuring out who who I was as a person. And then I had like outside influence um, telling me that like, hey, you should stop swimming. Why do you swim for what? Like, mm. what are there any Singapore swimmers that actually make it? And now, now that now obviously it's like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. at my point in time, it's like very rare. The percentage was so small. It's like, you, you train so hard. Like what was going to happen? Like, are you going to like, um, do you know your fullest potential? Mm. Why don't you go for something safer? And he was a swimmer as well. So um, I mean, he eventually uh, retired before me lah. But then I was at that spot whereby oh yeah, maybe I I don't want to swim also lah. You know, cause you know your friends are not swimming already. Mm. Then and don't swim lah. So I told my dad. Then my dad was like oh um, what would it take for me or uh, for you to continue swimming lah? So at that point in time, I was like oh I I don't want to stay in sports school anymore. I mean, it was just me, you know, my rebellious self. I was like mm. I, I just want to go home every day. I want to enjoy life for what it is, I, I don't want the commitments of a swimmer anymore. So then that was when my dad was like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit and then I'm going to just sh- chauffeur you around in that sense. So then I was like, yeah, then over time, my commitment slowly grew back again and that's why he's mm. sitting there five hours just to 
pick me up again. Yeah. So I think that and you um, guys start training at five a.m. or something. Right? Six. That time was six. <gasps> then after later it was five thirty. Crazy, crazy yeah. one. Like, yeah. Every time you you drive past, then you see the swimming pool bright, right? It's like, yeah. so, it's so cold. Yeah. Mm. So at that point in time, we were like it was a half an hour drive to sports school. Mm. So when I was up at about five o'clock, cause six o'clock, ma. So I need about some time to prepare. I was up at five. He was up at four thirty to make me breakfast. <gasps> yeah. So that's why and over time um because he retired early uh he also um yeah la, uh, this is something that i hold close um, and i'm really grateful for he actually used his retirement portfolio on on me mm. to to really let me realize my dreams as a swimmer la. so i decided not qualifying for olympics really i was like wow that's something that i really wanted to do yeah, for my must, family we must get daddy punk to come huh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really talk much like no, quite he, a quiet guy yeah, soft-spoken yeah. um man of few words uh, but he he was a person that showed his love through actions uh. so i think that um for me um that was when uh, i that's why like you know at that point in time he he was really working all his life same company all throughout loyola so um when he used up his retirement portfolio on me now as a financial planner i'm like hey actually that if at that point in time, I knew better ways to plan for him. I'm sure you know, like, you know, there are always better ways to structure something for, for people. Um, so at that point in time, if I knew better, then I would have also helped him to plan his retirement better. La. So that's why financial planning, um, this is by no means an advertisement, but it holds close to my heart la, because uh, I do see um, many swimmers' parents also really giving everything to their children. You know, like I mentioned, Asian parents, Okay, maybe all parents in general. I wouldn't just uh, say Asian parents. Um, they really want the best for their children. Uh. They will give anything and everything. I think similar to us, uh, next time when we have kids, we also give them everything. So with better planning, um, not only financial planning, but you know, life planning, um, family planning, I think that all this can be, you know, not only, um, it's not really like a sacrificing act, but more like, hey, you know, I still have enough for myself, but I can plan for my children as well. So that's why I think, yeah, that's why I love my job, la, in mm. a sense. Yeah. Essentially, the go big, go home strategy needs to be retweaked, la, even, mm. even from a from a financial standpoint, right? Yeah, I think that's exactly. Right. But mm. what about quitting on a high, right? Because recently, I, I ended my yeah. long-running podcast. Do you, you know? I don't know if you know. But I, I, mm. I ended my longest-running podcast, 200 episode, my monologue, first in Singapore. I think it will... It's very hard to surpass, right? Because uh, a lot of other networks, they are profit-driven solely, so they will not let something run for 200 episodes if mm-hmm. it's not profitable, right? Mm. So, so... Um, Why is Shang asking an invoice for promoting your show? Yeah, yeah. Thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I invoiced myself, you. right? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that ended. And and I and mm. I, I think it ended on the high because it was the best performing show in the whole network and, and, I, and I ended it, right? Because uh, it was mm. just so difficult to keep up with it, mm. right? There's so much reading, so... And mm. regular... Regularity is a big challenge at that level. And mm. then I just had so many other things to do you know at this mm-hmm. point in time so so i i quit now but i felt like it was it was a great quit i felt like i'm very relieved by quitting you know mm-hmm. i didn't feel like a, oh sien, you know like quit you know that kind of mm-hmm. maybe maybe right in the like the the last few days before it was about to announce that, okay this is the second thoughts and uh. then i was like oh, yeah really really mm-hmm. you know because some, mm-hmm. suddenly i got something to say but anyway <laughs> anyway right <laughs> um but once it's out and it just ended on a high then it's just like ta-da Mm. You know, so it's a very interesting feeling and I mm, think that mm. more people should consider quitting on the high mm, you know mm, rather mm. than riding through like you know you know you know you're not you're, mm. you're in there already mm, but you're mm. not going further mm. you know but then you still care there right but like what Shin Shin said it's also had the courage to quit mm, mm, right and I think mm. the courage to quit a high is more 
they encourage to quit at the low. Really? Right? Mm. Yeah, because mm. you're so high already. You're like, mm. all that what ifs. Oh, yeah. but if I just continue, that's I can sure. surpass new one. The courage mm. gets to you. Mm-hmm. I feel it takes more courage. To because it's something that's working already, right? So yeah, why, like stop? why yeah. yeah, why stop something that's working? So no, because mm. the process to keep up with that is very intense. Yeah. Right? And I think that's mm. something that a lot of people, like, exactly like what you're chatting about. Like, you're really doing, okay, well, like, why you want to change, right? Like, mm. you guys are, you're really performing, like, why you want to change? Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people, as an external observer to the person that is running on the high, right, mm. does not realize that it takes so much to keep up with that high mm. right that's why it's also more courage ma. yeah 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 mm. fair, right. fair 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 I can relate though mm. because mm. in my own career I also quit on a high yeah mm. yeah I was I finally I was at the same company for almost like a decade right and I finally climbed to where I had uh, imagined myself right from like the beginning mm. and I was head of the department head of two departments mm. I had uh, teams under me and I, it was basically I was at the highest of where I could be already mm. like, in my line mm. of work mm. but then I quit to be my kids. Mm. Yeah. And I kept mm. questioning my decision. Like like you in the last few mm. days, you know, before I finally like threw the letter, mm. I was like, should I? But I finally got here after almost 10 years. If I just continue a bit more and the money is good, you know, I will build my, like I, my career is already built, my network and everything is already there. Mm. Should I? Is it worth it? Mm. Yeah, there's all these questions. I feel it really takes a lot more courage to quit on the high. Mm. But, but it makes you fully cognizant that you're quitting into something else, right? Because you said that this is for your kids, right? Yeah. Right. So Same also for you, right? Yeah, you were quitting yeah. into something. Else. Yeah, I was quitting so that I can other handle things. other things, right? So because you would have the emotional yeah, creativity, yeah, to the exact, freedom, right? Exactly. To exactly. Exactly. Stuff. So, so running at the pace of being a number one is quite nuts, you know. And and, and I think a lot of people don't recognize that, right? So so yeah, it is what it is, lah. Eventually, you find a time to stop, right? And I think that's the part that people shouldn't kind of just um make it sound very bad, lah. Like like mm. it always feels and society on some level gives you that pressure and mm. then like you know like yeah, everybody is like oh, you really want to stop ah? it's doing mm. so well why you want to quit right mm. but mm. I just cannot keep up lah, right? objectively it's crazy and sometimes at that level I think for perspective sake right when, when you're at that level um, your burn rate may be crazy you know you, may, yeah, be burning, crazy. you may be burning a lot just to just to hit that one thing yeah. right and I was burning else out so much at that job yeah. and you were probably too right burning yeah. out trying to qualify for the yeah. Olympics that yeah, yeah, yeah. intense yeah. you also yeah. need to protect your number one spot yeah, right? yeah. yeah. now I give up it is other people can go and fight their thing mm. you know I'm a, I'm an ancient now. now now I'm a senior mm. in the industry but mm. it, technically it, no one has beat you at yeah, since yeah, yeah. you, you know? can try harder <laughs> la, right? keep trying open challenge open challenge you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. On, on that topic of mm. like, you know, very hard on, mm. you know, people that are trying to win it and the people that are like moving down, right? Actually, my producer dug out some article from 2011 about yours, I'm not sure if you are comfortable to to talk about it. Yeah, so like the whole suicidal type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think um right now in a very comfortable like good mental health state really mm. because that has happened 
12, 12 years ago. Yeah. So how old a, were you when you started having those but, suicidal thoughts? Um, actually, those thoughts only happened at that given time. Like uh, because of the, for me lah, for me personally, it was very pressure driven. Cause mm. um, two thousand, the whole situation was uh, two thousand nine was my first Sea Games. So I missed out on the medals by zero point something seconds in the two hundred meter race. So it's literally, yeah, tip of the finger. Yeah. So, but Sea Games is once every two years. So I was like, okay, you know, the next one definitely for sure lah. If everything goes according to plan, um, then for sure more or less for medal lah. So, but life is like never goes according to plan lah. The worst can always happen lah. So, but you know, me being a team, I always think about the oh yeah, this should happen. You know, this should happen. That worst has has always like I try to shut off the worst. That's why now like you mentioned, I I I do handle the grief and be aware of, you know, that is that side of things. So mm. I don't shelve it like I did last time. But last time I used to shelve them. So mm. all the bad things I just shelve. I was like, no, this is what's gonna happen. And then um leading up to the 2011 C games, of course there was NS lah. It was during my NS days. So I wasn't training at the level I wanted to. But then again, um I had that belief, that mental belief that, hey, you know what? No, I will still get there. Because mm. 2009 results like that, ma. So 2011, confirm, ma, confirm. Just stretch my finger, people. You just stretch, yeah, you know? So, so, so you think athletes should be exempted from NS? No, no comment, no comment. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, somewhere I don't want to comment. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my 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 army, um, you know, my camp and everything, they were very supportive. You know, mm. they gave me leave and everything to to go for the sea games and to train. And if there was no work for me, they would like sometimes, you know, give me leave and stuff to to go and train. So I really am really grateful for them. And so, um, with that being said, then why were you what what led to the suicidal phase during that? Since you were getting yeah. support as well. Yeah. Um. Because uh, for us BMT, there is a mandatory two months that we can't swim. We have to be inside. Mm. So then the time BMT was, I think uh, mine was in May, then June, July. Then uh, Sea Games was in October, something <gasps> November. Oh, yeah, so it was shit. very so close. Yeah. yeah, so and um, I mean, swimmers say like, for every day you're out of the pool, sorry, you need um two days to get back that same one day. Like. I mean, but I don't know how true that is. So then that, that means I needed like, at least four months to get back to that level. Like. So which I obviously wasn't there. So what led to it was um at that point in time, um you know, I like to... As in, for me, I unknowingly pressure myself sometimes. Uh. So then, uh, you know, knowing that the army camp, they were supporting me as well. You know, they're like, hey, Sinchi, are you going to bring back a medal? I said, like, yes, for sure, man. <laughs> but I knew they not like, hey, no lah. <laughs> right? but, 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 I think so easy. Yeah. No, I think no, like, no. go, what? Bishan Park, walk, walk. But I was like, you know, I shouldn't have also said like, I'm sure, you know, like, but I wanted to, you know, show that like, to, to prove that, you know, I was, my identity as a swimmer lah. So I told them, and then I told my parents also like, hey, you know what, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to, sh to do something. But deep down, that confidence wasn't there. I was just saying it for the sake of like, you know, 2000 hours like that, man. So, you know, normal circumstances, this would be okay. Mm. So then I went into Sea uh, Games, uh, like, oh, you know, I told so many people that I was going to win a medal, but was I truly going to win? <laughs> and then, um, so, you know, it's a learning experience for me. La. And then um, at that point in time, uh, I know, uh, like I mentioned, my parents were journeying together with me. So leading up to my races, like three days before, every day my mom would write me a letter. Like, mm. oh, Sanjin, you know, you're ready. Uh, mom and dad is supporting you and everything. So every day she would write me a letter that every day I would read and I'll be very touched, la, you know, like knowing that how much love my mom has shown me. But then again, the other side was like, am I truly ready? <laughs> so then that was when the pressure really built, 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 built. 
And then it built up from ever since like NS whereby they were supporting me and then parents supporting me. So the expectations, they didn't have expectations of me. It's ultimately the expectation I put on myself. Yeah, but I made like the expectation I put on myself made me feel like they expected that of me. But actually no, it was all in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then um, after that leading up to the competition, I, I finished fifth, which was worse than my fourth. You know, mm. so it was even worse than the result I showed in 2009. So then that was when um it was still okay. Like uh, after my race, I walked to my dad. I was like, "Hey, dad, I, I did my best." <laughs> then my dad was like, "Yeah, it's okay, lah. Two years time, another one. No, this time no NS really, ma. So, mm. and, but NS is not a problem, ma. I don't wanna. Yeah. NS is not. Uh, I'm just saying it, it trained me in the yeah, But but I'm just saying the circumstances <laughs> that yes, that's 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 what it was the situation. Okay, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I so, can imagine so it's like going yeah. from fourth and you expected at least third the yeah, next round mm, instead yeah. you went back one step yeah Shenzhi that must was, have hit really was hard saying, right? I don't want to get cancelled I think today got chance no. right? <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are, you are. but so um, then my dad uh, he was like hey it's okay lah two years time we come back again lah. so I was like yeah lah okay lah, two years time lah, chill then, um, then I went to meet my mom so um, like I mentioned my dad is more carefree Um, he used he doesn't really talk much men of few words my mom is someone who's more emotional. Similar to me, I think I'm a, I'm a mixture of both. Lah. So she was crying. Um, I don't know whether she was, but uh, I remember vividly. Lah. Um, she was standing in front of me. I was standing in front of her. And then there was just one minute of silence. Like legit silence. So then uh, at her left hand, I think left hand, yeah, she was holding a, a packet of like waffles. Lah. So then I was like, oh, uh, mom, you know, I did my best. And uh, yeah, two years time. Lah. Because that's what my dad said. So I basically transferred. I thought, you know, everyone was on the same wavelength. Mm. So then at that point in time, my mom like stood still. We both stood still for like one minute. And then um, after a minute, she's like, hey, uh, Sunshin, actually, uh, you know, I bought these waffles because I thought you were going to win a medal tonight. La. But, you know, um, you didn't. But it's okay. La. Like, I bought this to, so that you could celebrate it with your friends. So I don't know what to do with this now. La. So I just passed to you. La. So she passed to me. Then she walked away. So then I was like standing there in the stadium by myself. Then I was like, wow, what just happened? You know, like from the ah, two years time, try again. Then all, boom, like it was a sudden switch. And then I, I stood there like, like life has like suddenly just, just snapped. Like, you know, like, wow. Like, yeah. So I think it took me about a few minutes to process everything. And then um, I, I I broke down and I cried. Lah. So then that was when like all my friends came rushing to me like, hey, are you okay? Like what happened and everything? Yeah, but um, that's always oh, okay. Lah. You know, I just bad race, everything. And um, just, I think my eyes were damn swollen back then. I just kept crying. Then the waffles, I also don't know what to do. Then um, I also cannot tell my friends, hey, uh, I was going to win tonight. Uh, <laughs> then uh, this waffle celebrate. Lah. I couldn't celebrate also knowing that like my, my mom was very sad. My my dad probably I I don't know. And then I went back to our games village lah, which was you know uh I think four stories high that time. And then I looked down. And then when I was looking down, I was like you know thinking about all the people I've disappointed. Like what am I gonna tell my my NS? I told them I was gonna win. Like obviously I didn't. I I'm gonna go back to camp. And then second thing was my my mom is so disappointed. My my dad I think disappointed as well. So I was like wow, how am I going to face them ever again? So at that point, it's like, you know, usually problem and then there's a solution. But this time, why that thought came was because there was a big problem which was overwhelming. Like all my systems were firing, but there was no solution. So then at that point in time, the only solution was just to, to you know, end everything. Like you have so much pain 
that I just needed to get out of my system, that you know, by ending this, it will end all the pain. So to me, that's how I thought about it. Like, like I just wanted to end all the pain that I'm feeling. And then um, that was the only way out. Lah. So then as I was having like, you know, like standing on the on the ledge and um, and really contemplating, really thinking and everything, then that was when one of my my teammates uh, was like, hey, Sunshin, what's up, man? <laughs> he said, why are you standing here all alone? And I was like, oh, wow, you're here. I, I didn't know. Then he's like, um, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, uh, nothing. Lah. I said, wait, wait, wait. Then he got me back. <laughs> then we sat down. Then he's like, what are you thinking? So I was like, oh, I, I need to end everything. Like right now, I'm in so much pain. I, I, I just want to end everything. So then one thought which really helped me even today, like, you know, when we are going through all the struggles and everything, he said that, you know, by ending everything for yourself, it's actually the easy way out. Obviously, the pain for you has all ended. Right? You feel no pain. But how about all the people that has, you know, that has loved you, that is loving you right now, how would they feel? You know, your, when everything ends for you, they, they cannot even talk to you anymore. Like, how, how would they feel? Have you ever thought of that? So I was like, yeah, actually, true. Uh, but, but they're so angry at me. How am I going to face them? It's like, I, I got no face to face them now. Like, I lost it. Eh. Like, I was, all this that is not supposed to happen has happened. Eh. How am I going to face them ever again? Then he gave me another perspective. He's like, yeah, but knowing that your mom has passed you this, how would you want her to feel if you know if she finds out that that was the last words that she said to you? Mm -hmm. She'll regret for life. Eh. So I was like, oh yeah, that's then true. <laughs> so then I became like that phase of like, yeah, just thinking about ending everything for myself to end my pain. But there are so many people that care for me as well. How about their pain? So I think that that has really, you know, I learned so much uh, from, from that experience to know that, hey, you know, we, we, we are all facing our own struggles. Like everyone has their own pain. It's how we can really, you know, change our mindset. It's, it's a process uh, of how we can really change and know that, hey, we are not only living for ourselves, but for the people that love us, the people around us. End of the day, we will make mistakes in life. Uh, and it's about knowing that whether we make mistakes or not, they will still love us. So it's really about changing my perspective to not be so results driven, not be so like, hey, I need to hit this result before my parents love me. I need to hit that result before this person loves me. But mm -hmm. it's more like knowing that, hey, they are in this process with me. We are journeying together. We succeed together. We fail together. So I think that that has really changed my approach in life. Yeah. Wow. As a parent, I feel it so deeply. I'm like, <laughs> if I was your mom and you really chose to end it, exactly like what your friends say, I'll be like, cannot get rid of the fact that that was mm -hmm. the last words. Mm -hmm. I see. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just want to say, love is not unconditional, especially when it's family love. Mm -hmm. No matter what you did, whether you want or not, like your parents will still love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. usually as a teenager, we always think we need to hit this, then people will love us. But yeah. unconditional love is you don't have to do anything to be loved. You are already loved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Oh, that's so. Heavy. I don't know how to continue. <laughs> I think this episode needs to have trigger so warning. Heavy. I'm getting yeah. sad already. So, so yeah. heavy. Mustang so, Russell it's Russell, hey, right? Russell, Russell yeah, so. shout yeah, out to yeah. you next time you come on the show okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh my goodness so what then how, how do you reconcile that after that episode mm. after you, that, you know what I mean like you, you yeah. got pulled back you know mm -hmm. someone tried to drive some logic into you or at least mm. just to how prevent how old was your friend uh, Russell I think he's two years two years older three years older than me so okay. at that point he was 20 la. Oh, actually, actually yeah. it's really also yeah, like yeah. whether you can call it since you're Christian, God mm -hmm. plan, um, luck. Mm -hmm. To have someone with that emotional maturity whatever, to yes. say that words mm -hmm. at the right point yeah. at the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he pulled mm -hmm. you in. I think that is that is uh, there's some intuition there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like, mm -hmm. hey, no la, no la, you come in now, you come in, you come in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um 
I don't know whether I mean I'm no position to to say this lah. But I think for for him as well, uh, you know Russell, we used to be best friends, and then um he he had a brother and a sister, and then I think um if I'm not mistaken, that was also the year that he lost his uh sister. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I think um that's why made me realize that yeah, life is really precious. Uh. Yeah, but I I will not dive in deeper yeah, to those yeah, details. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that was what has happened, lah. So yeah. I think maybe at that point, the intuition. I I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. How so, did you pick yourself up? Yeah. How how do you how do you continue to that mm, journey then? A lot of crying at night. I think uh that really helped. That's why the grieving part. I oh, do. Oh, powerful, lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grieving is lovely. Yeah. yeah so um. On the surface, uh, because my mom only knew about my suicidal experience, I think only uh, when my high came, like 2015, there was a high that came. Then that was when I was like, okay, you know, now it's time to really talk mm. about that low chapter. Because when it's raw, I don't want, like, I always, I'm not very confrontational. So I, I always try to like, okay, when maybe a time whereby it lands on a person softer, yeah, then maybe that's the time I talk about it. Yeah, so um, my mom actually, did, my parents weren't aware of it. I just kind of like, sometimes it, I cry. I think crying really helps, huh? to be honest. Like, I would be like, oh, why is this happening to me? Everything. So I'll just cry. Um, sometimes I train, then, you know, my goggles will have like tears because I was like, why, why, why? Like, because it's, to me, it's like, um, I, okay, like, Everything is results driven, right? Like mostly, lah. Mostly, I would. Yeah. I don't want to pinpoint. Well, especially it. as an yeah. athlete, right? The parameter of the game is results driven, right? Yeah. yeah. There's no other way. There's no love in. in <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah. You beat the number. That is yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that um, uh, why that affected me a lot is because um, 2009, 2011 Sea Games. Every time we come back from a uh, competition. There will be like fans waiting for us at the airport. And then um the team manager will go like, okay, guys, take out your medals, wear them, and then walk out. Mm. And then there will be like 20 swimmers or 23 swimmers, maybe like 20 of them win medals, three don't. Mm. Then I'm like part of the three. So then we'll wear our blazers. I'll keep my blazer damn tight. And I'll be like faster walk out in a, in a bunch so that no one knows I got no medals. <laughs> yeah, so um that happened not once but twice. So I think that um that actually affected me a lot. And uh, to know like... Although we can always say like, oh yeah, you know, the process, everything. But wow, all these like, like results are what people see. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, um, yeah, I, I really grieved quite a bit. Lah. Like sometimes uh, I'll be swimming, then I'll be like, you know, the goggles will be filled. But no one can see, ma. I just wash like that like, okay already. <laughs> so sometimes I'll be training. And then um, at night when I'm alone, I, I, I do all this in, in private lah, so that I don't affect the people around me. Even for my parents, I know they're equally as hurt. Imagine if I were to just cry in front of them, how would they feel? Like, so you wah. kept hearing Russell's words in your head, Mm-mm-mm. even though you were grieving, and then you stopped yourself, oh, yeah, 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 this is Yeah, fun. correct, correct. For the people that I I love, lah, and I know that um one day that high will come. Not mm. really that high, but one day the, the, the process, if I just keep focusing on the process, the results will come. So I, I did set goals to really stick to the processes, but of course I gave myself time to grieve. So mm. as I am chasing them, I know that no, my mental state now is I'm damn sad. <laughs> I'm really damn sad. So I gave myself that space. Okay, now it's my time to cry. I cried first. Then I go back to the process again, the process again. Yeah, and then eventually it, it paid off. Lah. So I would say that the, the whole process was really painful. But to know that, okay, this is the end goal of where I want to be. But the process is also important to recognize, to be aware lah, of your current mental state. Is it sadness? Is it happy? Mm. Then if it's sad, then give yourself that space to grieve. That's why my grief is five minutes now because I'm not in a sad state. But my 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 that's why I agree just now when you said that but some back people then it was day. not just five minutes. It was just not just yeah, that day, yeah, it was quite a lot of grief. La. 
So I think um actually I, so if yeah. we un- to unpack this into more concrete steps mm. or how to, right? What I'm hearing is you need to find something else. So in that moment, whenever you're feeling like you want to end it, what clouds your mind is the that in that moment, the pain mm. that you're feeling and yourself. Mm. Yeah. Like for myself to end it mm. now. Mm-mm. But when you shift that focus away to, hey, it's not just about myself. Mm-mm-mm. And you would like you were saying, you were thinking yeah. about your parents, mm. all the people who love you. Mm-mm. And then at the same time, you choose to look at something brighter in the future mm. that there's Mm-mm. hope. Mm-mm. So it's really thinking about relationships, love, Mm-mm. as well Mm-mm. as hope in the future. And then that drove you forward. Right? So Mm-mm. let yourself grieve, but focus on these two. Pull yourself away from the my pain to Mm-mm. others and Mm-mm. hope. Mm-mm. And, and I, that got you through. I love that's what you heard because I heard a total different thing. What did you, know, you I, hear? What I what I heard was you must stick to a process, right? That mm. in, if you want to get something done, you know, you must stick to a tested, proven process to repeat it to get there. But meanwhile, so you must manage the emotions that uh, that is not linear alongside it. Right, because these days it's very, very hot to say mental health is all, right? You see on TikTok, you see all the Gen Z, mental health is everything. You know, but in actuality, if you're not gonna go in for a fight, you will never get a chance to win. Mm. Right. So, but in order to go in for the fight, then you must do the grind, right? And if you want to do the grind, then there is a certain level of pain that you need to manage. You know, well, but, I just saw this yeah. post just this morning and I reposted mm. it in my Instagram. It says, Would you rather the pain of discipline going mm. through the process or the pain of regret? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I also don't want. Have to choose one. But actually, I'm quite disciplined, right? I mm-hmm. mean, if if I think about it, yeah, I, I always thought I wasn't, but after I realized, hey, my greed is damn high. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I can really keep whacking at the same thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. a bit too much, uh. mm-hmm. But yeah. And the great thing is, in this case, you just continue trusting in the process. <sighs> yeah. and you got yeah. your high in two zero one five. Yeah, one three one five one seven. So yeah, great. quite quite happy about that, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, but so, actually, yeah. both brought up some good points that yeah. are yeah. yeah. I think one is more like emotional. One is more like the the process. Yeah, so you know, emotional you one, lah. That's like the video on this show. But it's it's a balance. It's a balance. I think both are both of y'all are right. Both of y'all are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so thanks for sharing. Um, I I really like I really like what you did. My God, it's like it's very hard to be vulnerable. You know, uh, on set, right? And and uh, I, I really appreciate it, right? So so that is great. And uh, we're gonna sum up today's episode, right? Essentially talking about like when should you quit, right? And uh, I think there are a lot of learning lessons, but maybe we go one round. I just kind of share like what do you what do you pick up? Like when should you quit? Or any aspect mm. of what we discussed today? Mm. Actually, we discussed so much, right? Yeah. But for me, the biggest takeaway was really the emotional part, uh. like how to handle. Um, the emotions when you're at the point of quitting and then to come mm. back and decide not to quit mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. the other part of how quitting actually takes courage mm-hmm. I think that's something mm-hmm. that isn't really much talked about yeah mm-hmm. fair yeah. yeah for me I guess yeah, like, use your own points uh, you say a lot today yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or what yeah, would yeah. be like, the main message you hope uh, listeners mm. would take away from this episode yeah I think that um to really find that balance between, okay, when it's time to be like gritty or when it's time to work hard, when it's time to chase your goals and when it's time to quit, knowing that balance, being aware of both, then mm. making your decision based on after weighing both both sides. Mm. I think that's that's for me. Fair, fair. Mm. Yeah, so I have to say something, right? Yeah, that was your <laughs> yeah, biggest okay. takeaway. Essentially, I feel like the... The, the idea here is as we grow older, right, the, our risk tolerance really come down, not because like age makes you less risky. It's just because you got more things at play. You care about. Yeah, you got more things to care about. You got more things to, you know, be concerned about, right? Mm. Which is why you will not champion sustainability, right? And no, no, <laughs> something along those lines, right? Essentially, 
as your risk tolerance become lower, then I think more people, when you quit, it's not just about what you hate now, it's about what you're going for. Mm. Right, so you must look into the next phase and yeah. let that next phase kind of build up a little bit, you know. So it's a push pull factor, la. not everything is a push, right? There must be something that's pulling you through. And mm -hmm. I think on some level, you will find comfort, you know, if you have a bigger pull factor, mm. right? And, and I think that is, that is very important, especially when you're moving on the fast track, mm -hmm. right? When you have your kids looking for you, you are sandwich generation, you got your loans, you got everything, you are essentially on the fast track. Mm. You cannot really stop because once it stops, you know, a lot of other things will have to go. Is the parameters of the game, right? So if you're on the fast track, maybe try to look at you know what's the pool uh, Where are you going next? So yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.